Welcome to Ditch the Binge, the podcast where I help you stop binge eating and build a banging body image without having to obsessively track all your meals, be haunted by the scale, or waste another year of your life being controlled by how you look. If you are finally ready to end the war with food and body and grab life by the balls, you are in the right place. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. I kind of feel like it's a welcome for me because I'm an indie resident now. That is right, folks. It has happened. I'm officially here. And thank you so much for everyone that has been following along with my journey through Facebook and Instagram. It was, and also before I dig into this too far into this episode, uh, I am in what could probably be a very echoey room. I'm hoping it's not too bad. We're staying at an Airbnb right now, and this is kind of my only option. So (laughs) we're just going to make it work for the next week or two or however long we're here Uh, And just know that that's why I sound possibly different this week than other weeks. Um, But the drive out here was great. It was the first time I got to see many states in the United States, which was super fun. I was kind of dreading the drive. And then it just happened. Granted, I didn't drive at all. (laughs) I know. I know. From Oregon to Indy. Nope. Not once. My boyfriend knocked it out of the park with that, which I'm very grateful for. And I got to talk to Penny while we were driving and make sure she was okay. And she was. She got lots of good dog treats and we took lots of stops and we made it. So I just wanted to give you all a little update as to where I'm at, even though I think most of you probably follow me on social media. But if you don't, you should. You can follow me on Instagram at Renee Sager or pop on over to Facebook. Also on that topic, I'm doing a five-day live series in my Facebook group starting tomorrow. And we're going to be going over intuitive eating, binge and emotional eating, body image, and a couple other topics. And it's going to be Monday through Friday at noon, nope, noon Eastern, which is 9 a.m. Pacific. And if you want to hop on over there, come join the group. It's going to be a good time. You're going to get some good learning. You're going to get some good coaching if you want. I would definitely encourage you to get coaching because it's a game changer. It really is. I'm going to pop the link for the group in the show notes so you can join that there. And we start tomorrow. And if you're listening to this like six months from now and you want in, still join the group because it could still be there. I don't really know what's going to happen in six months from now, but. I assume it will all still be there. So come join us. And there's already a lot of good stuff uploaded in that Facebook group. I have some interviews that I haven't shared on social media. I have some worksheets. I have some handouts. I've got lots of good stuff in there. So pop on into the group and get ready for the five-day live series that's starting tomorrow. Okay, so I have a couple things I want to talk about. I was actually talking to a client yesterday about what she feels like she'd like to hear about on the podcast. And so I want to just honor for a second what she said. I want to touch on that. And then I'm going to get into kind of like the main show. So she said she could really use a refresh on intuitive eating and body image. And this is perfect. I'm glad that she she brought that up because She's also going to get that refresh in the free Facebook group. So the free group is just kind of 
just that, right? It's all the free content that I give you. And we need refreshers, right? She's a paying client. We've been working together for a few months, but it's we always need these refreshers because with this work, with fighting against diet culture, with, you know, practicing on accepting our body, practicing on not dieting because hello, not dieting is kind of hard in our culture, right? Like it is, it is morphed and flashed in front of you in so many different lights in so many different ways and constantly, right? There's always a new diet. There's always a new way of eating. And for us that have struggled or are currently struggling with food, a way that that anxiety can temporarily be relieved is to reach for a diet, right? Like, oh my gosh, I need to fix this. I need to fix this. Oh, let's go to intermittent fasting. Oh, let's go to no flour, no sugar. Oh, let's go to, let's just fix it, you know? And unfortunately, society and culture is catching on. So they're, they're masking all these different diets into different ways to make it more attractive to people that are like, okay, we know diets don't work, but this isn't really a diet, is it? (laughs) Anyone promising you weight loss with a certain plan, it is a diet. It's fine. Just know what it is. Okay. Just like know that that's what that is. But kind of going back to my client is that you you need refreshers. Okay, there's no there's no shame in this. And for months and maybe years to come, it doesn't hurt to kind of like circle back to the basics. You know, I often use sobriety as an example because I've been sober. I just celebrated 11 years and you just got to take it back to basics, right? We get caught up. We forget the, the, the simplest things. And so it's just, oh, taking it back to ground zero. Let's brush up on these super beginner topics, even though they're not really beginner, to be honest, that was probably not the right thing to say. They're like the core foundation, the core foundation of this. And that's what we're going to be talking about in the Facebook group. But I also want to touch on right now. So for a little intuitive eating refresh, I think one of the confusing things, well, even before I even go into this, Intuitive eating does not solve emotional eating. Intuitive eating does not solve emotional eating. Okay, intuitive eating helps you figure out what you want, when you want, how much you want, listening to your body instead of just your brain always running the show, instead of just like, how many calories are in this? How much have I burned off? How much can I eat? What's the, what's the healthiest thing? It's like, hey, what's up, body? What do you want today? What do you think sounds good? What do you think feels good? And also taking into consideration possibly what you ate yesterday, what you're going to eat later, right? It's this whole body thing. It's not just your brain. It's not just your body. It's not just eating everything you want the second you want it, right? You may have a dinner reservation at six and all of a sudden you are watching TV and they're baking cookies and you're like, oh my gosh, a cookie sounds so great. That doesn't mean you have to get up and have a cookie because you're intuitively eating. It's like, okay, yeah, a cookie sounds good and I have dinner reservations in 30 minutes, so I'm probably going to have that when I get home, you know? And a problem with people that have a history of dieting is when that urge comes up or when I say dieting, I don't just mean like classic Jenny Craig, Optavia, Noom, um, 
Weight Watchers, you know, these ones that are like specific plans. It's really any way of this like kind of attempting to control your food for weight loss. It's really a way of eating that your your self-worth is tied to. And when women have a history of restriction, of dieting, of controlling their food, what often comes up is they can't even control it right? They're like, oh my gosh, I have the urge for the cookie. And it's like, I have no control. I have to eat it. You know, I know I was like that for a long time where it's just kind of like tunnel vision. You're like, oh my gosh, like I thought I would kill people if they got in the middle of me and whatever it was that I was craving. And so with intuitive eating, you get to experience a craving or an urge and you don't have to actively eat it right now because you know you can have it whenever you want. I've said this before and I will keep saying it, but like the number one reason of of binge eating is restriction. And there's more than one type of restriction. So go back and listen to, I think it's episode five or six of, I think it's titled Two Types of Restriction. And listen to that and figure out where, if you're still binge eating, like how are you still restricting? Where is that still showing up for you? Okay, intuitive eating is not just eating a cookie because you have one urge for three seconds and you're like, I have to get it now. It's listening to your body and your mind and taking in your day into consideration and how the food makes you feel and how you want to feel later. You know, it's really just getting in tune with your body. Now, I made a post about this on social media and that I've been eating a lot of fried food lately. We've been traveling across the country and living it up. <laughs> I just had some White Castle. I had some Popeyes, which I know those were in. I Well, I know White Castle wasn't in Oregon, but Popeyes was. But I never had it. And then we went out to dinner a few times. And there's like a popular pork tenderloin fried sandwich thing here. And there was this fried chicken place. And so all the fried food, right? I've been eating all of the fried food. And today I was just kind of like, oh my gosh, I could really stand to have a salad or something green today because my body is starting to feel a little meh. You know, like, yes, it's good. Yes, it's fun. Yes, I've loved it. But with intuitive eating, with listening to your body, it tells me like, hey, Maybe we should have some fruit today and some vegetables and probably a little bit more water wouldn't hurt. Okay, it's it, it, intuitive eating isn't something you can do right or do wrong. It's not something you're ever going to get perfect. It's being able to eat fried food for a couple of weeks and then realize you didn't fail. You haven't fallen off track. You're not a horrible person that's spiraling out of control. You've just been living your life a little bit. You've just been eating different foods for the last couple of weeks. So in those moments, did I know that like, okay, a salad might be better? Sure. But there I was with a fried chicken sandwich because I'm in a new state and I wanted to try it and I wanted to live it up and it's all okay. Intuitive eating is getting you back in touch with your body so you can trust yourself. So you can have the fried chicken sandwich or not and just not have it be a big deal. I personally opted for it because I'd been reading about it before I moved here and I wanted to try it. 
So just for that little refresh on intuitive eating, it's it's remembering that it's not a thing you can get right or get wrong. And there will be days and weeks and, and months where you just don't eat as many green things. And maybe you have more fried food or maybe you eat a lot of green things and you drink all the water. And it's just, it's, it's on a spectrum, okay? We're never gonna eat perfectly. We're never going to live perfectly. It's settling into that acceptance of like, oh, okay, I'm fine. Like it's just food. So maybe I'll have some vegetables today. Maybe I'll drink a little bit more water tomorrow. Okay. It's not always eating what you want the second you want it, but sometimes it is. And I know some of you are like, just tell me what to eat. And with that, desire with that, you know, question, I'm going to ask you a question back is that, has that ever worked? Has someone telling you what to eat ever in the long run helped you with your food, gotten you to what you want? Because you get to do whatever you want to do at the end of the day with your food. You're an adult. You get to decide, but ask yourself, has that ever helped? Again, that's usually your anxiety popping up and wanting to reach for a diet. You know, this is again, why emotional eating or intuitive eating doesn't solve emotional eating. We have to get to the the core and the root of the emotions and be able to tolerate and handle and process those but um, intuitive eating doesn't work on that, right? Intuitive eating is really listening to your body. And then the emotional work is, is doing just that, addressing the emotions. And I think I'll probably do another podcast on processing emotions because I know that that sounds like something we should just know, right? Shouldn't we just know that from like preschool? But a lot of us really don't. I mean, I am no exception. I still get to practice this. And... For the body image little refresh, I just want to leave you with this little tidbit is that you're going to have bad body image days. You are going to have days and the same thing with your food, right? Like all of this work is really just the acceptance of it all is less fighting it, less fighting yourself, less pushing it down and oh, I just have to lose weight and I just have to look like this. Because that is not sustainable. You, you'll break. You can't do it. And it's not your own fault. It's not that you're flawed. It's that that's impossible. Eventually, you're going to have to come up for air. And body image, you're never going to have 10 out of 10 body image days. Like savor the ones that when they do pop up, like take the selfie, check it out, enjoy it, embrace it, live it up, go out, be seen in public, do all the things. And just know that like there's going to be days where it's not so good. There's going to be days where you're going to feel like, oh my gosh, I can't stop gaining weight. I look horrible. I'm super gassy. What's wrong with my skin? Why do my arms look like this? Where did that cellulite come from? When did this happen? When did crepey skin come in? What's going on with my neck? All that stuff's going to come up and it's okay. This is where you get to practice that anxiety management instead of doing what we typically want to do, which is run for the nearest diet. 
this work is about navigating those uncomfortable emotions. It's about starting to see that you can handle them, that these are thoughts and your thoughts are not facts and they do not have to dictate your life. All right. So a little couple of refreshers for my sweet, sweet client that wanted a couple of those. Hopefully that's helpful. And to you all as well. Now, what I wanted to really talk about today is this idea of a safety net. Now, I think a lot of you may have a way of eating or a diet in the back of your mind. So you may start on this journey. You're like, okay, 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 okay. I get it. Diets don't work. I'm all in. I don't want to struggle with food anymore. I'm tired of hating my body. This sucks. I'm living in my own personal hell and I just want freedom. I just want to exist around food. I just want to be comfortable in my body. I'm tired of this taking over my life. Like I'm tired of missing out on my life for this, with this stupid food thing. I'm ready to be done. And so then maybe you start working with me or another coach and things are going kind of good. You know, they start out well, but in the back of your mind, you're still thinking, okay, but if this doesn't work, I'm going to go back on that diet. Like if this doesn't go the way that I want, I'm going to go back to that diet. Is that thought, is that quote, safety net, your backup plan, is that really keeping you safe? Or is it keeping you from going all in on this commitment? Is it keeping you from having both feet in this work? Because what I envision when, this, when, I, when I hear this from other people or when I've experienced it myself in other areas, when we have one foot in one goal, in one direction, and the other foot in the other, we rarely get the result that we want because we're not committed. We're like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this, but like 80%. because if it doesn't work, if it doesn't do exactly what I think that it should do, I'm going to go back over here. And that safety net, it feels safe to you, right? Like I said in the beginning, not dieting is kind of hard. It's a challenge because of the ridiculous amount of appraisal that people get for losing weight. It's challenging not to diet, but this belief that another diet is going to cure you, that another diet is going to fix you, that this other plan over here is actually the solution will keep you from experiencing that freedom that you want around food. So ask yourself, what is it that I really want? And write this down. Because you have to want this more than you want that. You have to want sanity around food. You have to be tired of the fight. You have to be tired of the struggle. You have to be ready for, you have to, you just have to want this. 
Not 100% because if you wanted it 100%, you'd probably already be doing it, right? Like, so don't get caught up in that. But you just have to want it 1% more than you don't. You just have to remember because you will forget, right? You're going to forget why you started doing this work. It's not a problem. It's just what your brain's going to do. It's going to jump back to, but maybe I should go on a diet. I'm not scolding you. I'm not judging you. I'm just trying to hopefully open your eyes a little bit to whatever it is that your safety net is and asking yourself, is this really helping And going back to what I was saying about make that list about what is it that I really want? Because when I have consults with clients, when I'm working with women, they will say maybe half the time, maybe a little bit less. They're like, yeah, but I really want to lose however much weight. But not 100% of the time. Like that's maybe half. But what they want is freedom. What they want is to be able to go to a party and eat off the buffet and not have to worry about having to binge after because screw it, they ate too much at the party, so they might as well finish the day off strong and start the diet tomorrow. They don't want to have to be terrified of the buffet because they don't trust it. They don't know who's watching them. They don't know what other people are thinking. They just want to go to the damn party. They just want to live their damn life without being controlled by the scale, without being controlled by the number of carbs that they've consumed. They just want to be free, but we forget. We forget that on a hard day. We forget that on those inevitable bad body image days. And we then take that bad body image day and think, this is a sign, this is not working, I'm going back to plan B. And with that escape, with that outlet of plan B, it keeps you from doing the work. It keeps you from getting to those real main critical reasons why you want this. It's like, it's like a shortcut. But every time we take this shortcut, it inevitably leads us back to where we started, which is feeling broken and hopeless and like, what is wrong with me? And it's not you. It's this expectation that this other plan knows better than you do. You're literally giving all your power to some calorie calculation, macro count, whatever. You're giving all of it to this external thing. There are going to be days you're going to be hungry. For no reason. It may be a day where you have not done a damn thing. You've just been Netflix and chilling all day and you're like, wow, I'm like a black hole. What is going on? Okay. And let's just say, let's kind of play that tape through. Let's say it is that day. You're you're Netflix and chilling. You're having a black hole day. You're just eating all of the food. You've been snacking all day and then you're like, screw it. You know what? I'm going to eat everything because tomorrow I'm going to get back on that morning shake, protein shake routine, and I'm going to really hit the ground running because I'm sick of this. I'm not doing it anymore. But for the rest of the day, we're going to do this upright. We're going to go to town. We're going to finish it all so it just gets out of the house so I don't have to worry about it and then back on track tomorrow. Can you see in that moment how that plan, that way of thinking 
is actually contributing to you eating more, feeling more out of control of, around food, hating yourself more. You just check out for the rest of the day, right? Because pff, it's fine. We're going to take care of this tomorrow. Instead of understanding what's really going on, instead of riding that wave of emotion all the way through, we cut it short. We're like, this is too much. I can't deal with this. I'm just going to start on a new diet plan tomorrow. And then year after year, we end up in the same place. So while that safety net might seem helpful, it might seem like it reduces your anxiety. Is it? Is it really? Is it really helping? You know, personally, kind of kind of bring in a personal story here is I used to have, and trigger warning, I don't know, I've seen trigger warnings on Instagram posts. I feel like I'm a trigger warning, okay? I tend to get very specific about my own behaviors, about behaviors that I've seen in clients, about what it was like, because I think that we tiptoe around it and I don't think it's helpful. I don't think what I did was is something that need to be needs to be censored or ashamed or feel shameful about. And so I tend to get in it. <laughs> like I'm I talk about it how it was and and it can I understand that it can be triggering for people. So trigger warning, okay? Like for this and everything moving forward. But when I was purging, that was my quote safety net. You know, I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to go to this. I'm going to, I'm going to start the day and I'm going to try and just do it right. I'm really going to do it right. And then breakfast is good. Lunch is good. And then I tended to struggle mainly in the afternoon, like three o'clock on. I was like, oh my God, you know, I'd get that scratchy, itchy feeling in my skin. I'd be like, my thoughts would be racing. I'd be like, I just can't do it. And so I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to have like one snack. I'm just going to have one snack. So then I'd have one snack. And we all know how that goes. Do you know why? Because I was trying to control. I had this idea of what the right amount of food was. I had this idea about the right amount of snack, about what enough was. And inevitably, I would eat over that. And the second I crossed this imaginary line of too much, I've eaten too much. Screw it. I'll just throw up. I'll just purge. I'll just go to the gym later. I'll just burn it off. It doesn't matter. Whatever. And I just keep going and going and going until I was painfully full. So that, quote, safety net kept me in that cycle for a decade. I can't tell you how many nights I went to sleep thinking, okay, but tomorrow's going to be different. Tomorrow's going to be different. I'm going to get back on track. And I had to do that for a long time. And that is why I do what I do is to shorten the amount of back on track tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be the day. We'll start on January 1 is to shorten that amount of time that women have to keep battling this. So ask yourself, what safety net do you have in your life that's not helping. Another way that this can show up is, is with relationships. You know, I was out on a walk this morning thinking about other kinds of safety nets that I've had. And 
you know, years ago, before I was in a loving, committed relationship, I would be like kind of dating someone on, on like just in, in life, like I'd be seeing them, but I'd also be scrolling through Tinder. I'd also be on OkCupid and Match and yep, I did it. I got on Farmers Only once. That was a dark time, folks. I don't want to revisit it, <laughs> but it happened. It happened and it wasn't great. It was, it was, I don't want to talk about it. But here's the thing is anytime I would start to get in an argument with, with the guy, anytime he'd do something that would just kind of rub me wrong or piss me off or I would think was inappropriate or just he shouldn't have done that, he shouldn't have said that, I was like, whatever, I don't need you. I'll find someone else. I'll find someone else. It doesn't matter. I don't need to deal with this. And it was just kind of like a massive cop out. I never had to put the work in to keep a relationship going. When we have one foot out the door, it doesn't take much for us to throw in the towel because we're already halfway gone, right? It's just easier when we have one foot out the door. Why put in the work? Anything we do is going to be uncomfortable at times. This belief that, you know, I'm going to, have the best life ever once I lose 35 pounds or whatever it is, is imaginary. I don't care what you weigh. I don't care what you make. I don't care where you live. I don't care who you're married to. There's going to be times and days where it sucks. (laughs) They're just, that's just how it is, right? There's just some days that are just not great, no matter what your weight is. And there's some days that are amazing, no matter what your weight is. So check in with the safety nets that you have in place. What are you working on that you're not really working on? Like, what are you working on or what is your goal that like you say is your goal, but in the back of your mind, you're thinking, okay, but if this doesn't work, I'm totally doing this. Is it helping. What if you just went all in on your one goal? There's a book, it's called The One Thing that is pretty darn good. I really, I read it actually quite a while ago, so maybe I shouldn't even talk about it, but it's, it's helpful to kind of keep that focus because we tend to jump around from thing to thing to thing to thing and then wonder why we're not ever getting anywhere. And that's the same with this work is, are you really focused? Are you really wanting it? I had a consult with a gal and she, she really just wasn't ready. She really just wasn't ready to do this work. And that is fine. You know, I said to her, I said, know, know this about yourself. Like know that you're not really ready. Know that yeah, it kind of sounds good, but you don't really want it quite yet. And don't shame yourself. Don't guilt yourself, but know that's your truth. Because when we start things, when we do things and we're like, no, I totally want it, but we don't, of course we're not going to get it because we don't really want it. Listen, if I know one thing about the ladies that I work with, when they want something, they get it no matter what. They are 
go-getter women, and when they set their mind to something, it happens. But when you set your mind to something, but when the truth is you don't really want it, and then you don't get it, you make it mean something about you. You make it mean you're flawed. You make it mean you're broken. Not the case. So check that motivation too. Like, am I, do I want this? Am I ready? Do I, do I want this? And like, I'm actually terrified and kind of want to throw up a little bit, but hell yeah, this is what I want. This is the direction that I want to be going and then go after it and be prepared for the fears and the worry and the crazy brain and the blah, 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 like all that. Totally fine. Completely human, normal brain behavior. It's going to be okay. You know, it's the same thing with your food. It's the same thing with your body image. You're not going to be at 100% all of the time. You know, recovery, whatever you want to call it, like doing this work is on a spectrum. Some days you're going to be all in. And some days that intensity is going to waver. Some days on a scale of one to 10, you're going to be a two. And that doesn't mean you need to quit. That doesn't mean you just need to stop. That doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. That just means this is part of the process. But again, when we have that two day, number two day, where it's just like garbage, just a garbage day, that's when the safety net, that's when we pack our bags and leave. We're like, this is too much. This is too hard. Diet starts Monday. I'm back on the plan. This is bullshit. I don't need to do this. And we're out. Plan for some discomfort. Plan for a little bit of um, ambivalence because it's something new. Okay, check the safety net because this is 1000% doable and possible for you. But it becomes a lot easier when you're all in. Your relationships get a lot better when you don't have 16 matches in Tinder waiting to respond. You know, all of it gets a little bit bit clearer when we're not entertaining so many options. All right, my friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode. My first one from Indiana And just for a reminder, that five-day live series is happening tomorrow at noon Eastern, which is 9 a.m. Pacific. I'll be doing some live coaching in there. I'm taking a couple, if you want, volunteers for some live coaching. There'll be more about this in the Facebook group. So I'll link that up in the show notes. And I look forward to seeing you there. All right. Have a good one. I'll talk to you next week. I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here and listening and taking time to let me into your little ear holes. It means the world to me. It would also mean the world to me if you would just take a hot little second and subscribe to the show and leave a review. This helps other people who have been where you're at or are currently where you're at find this podcast. And that is the greatest gift you could give to me. Thanks for hanging in there.